Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. This is episode 318 of our WCHL podcast. On the other end of the line, I have my great friend, my conspirator-in-chief, my partner in crime, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. I am here. Hello, everybody. Hello, masses, Andrew says. Are you still stuck in the laundry room or have you graduated again? No, I'm still uh, still sitting here in my chilly laundry room on this fine evening. Man, I'm telling you what, before the end of the season, we're going to get you down somewhere nice and cush. I should. Somewhere nice and luxurious, a suite maybe. Yeah, you know, you'd think that uh, the talent would have better uh, accommodations than what I've got right now, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here leaned up against the washing machine uh, in this nice little chilly laundry room. <laughs> well, you know, we spare we spare no expense here with the WCHL we, podcast. We spare no expense. So, uh, yeah, my wife told yeah. me I can come in the house tonight and do it. She said, "But you can, <laughs> but quote unquote, you can't laugh like a bunch of little schoolgirls like what you normally do." Is what she told me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm in the laundry room again. <laughs> well, there we go. Let's hear some crunchy guitars and get after it and laugh like little schoolgirls. Hold on. <laughs> Andrew, this is the no laughing podcast. The no, no laughs, no jokes. Wow, I'm no telling you what, hard, <laughs> hardcore, hardcore uh, requirements from the boss. Apparently, that's huh? right. Hard, yeah. She thinks she's hardcore. <laughs> well, hey, we had some hardcore uh, action here in the WCHL over we this did. past week. Seven of the eight teams were involved. The uh, Arizona Wildcats were the only smart team. They. They decided to enjoy the sun and go to school and study. And study. And not That's play right. hockey. That's right. A lot of, lots of studying going on at the U of A campus this week. There you go. So good for, good for those guys. I saw a little deal, a little blurb online where they were uh, doing spin class. Oh. You know, this is when rather, the, yeah, you'd rather what? I think I'd rather, I think I'd rather play hockey games. They were, uh, they don't have ice in Tucson right now, so. The oh. Tucson Gem Show has taken over the Tucson Convention ah, Center. They are SOL. They are SOL is correct. So they're in spin class and there were, you know, I, I look at those like the little half ball things that you stand on to kind of yeah. control your balance and stuff like that. And I saw guys, you know, doing push-ups off those things and trying to stand on one leg and hit a ping pong ball or all sorts <laughs> of crazy stuff. And I'm like, man. I'd rather go play hockey. That's right. That's right. So, and I'm sure those guys would too. But they whatever. would too. Yeah. Come push and shove. They're in the sun. They had the week off. The heck with them. So They, they uh, win the weekend. They win. They, they win. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. Oh, I'm sorry. That was no laughing. No, yeah, no, no laughing. laughing. No laughing there. Hey. Sorry. Calm, calm down. Arizona wins the weekend for that's not right. playing games. Arizona wins the weekend. Straight and narrow. Move on to the next. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's let's move on to their travel partner, Arizona State. Arizona State did not play um, a WCHL opponent, but they played a WCHL weekend because they hosted Jamestown on Thursday night and Minot State on Friday and Saturday night. Jamestown comes in ranked number 17. Arizona State was number 27. And Jamestown squeaked out a winner on Thursday night at Oceanside Arena. Three to two over the Sun Devils. Yep, three two in overtime over the Sun Devils. 
Well, that's right. It was overtime. Was it it overtime? It was an overtime. It was an overtime game. Wow. They won at 2.59 into the overtime period. You know, I should know that since I'm the one who put the score sheet into the system. So, uh, huh. Yeah. Unless you didn't do the score sheet, right? Well, there's there's always a possibility. There there is that possibility. (laughs) I I am definitely not the talent here on this podcate. So, (laughs) there's always the possibility. Hey, no laughing. Calm down there. Yeah, call that. Anyway, uh, anyway, let's get back. Let's then, get back to uh, then Arizona State, um, uh, they hosted number eleven Minot State. I think Minot was number eleven. Are they um, eleven or seven? Thought they were ahead of. Here, you know what? You know what? You know what it was? No, no, no. They were, I'm sorry, they were number nine. That's what it was. Yes, they were number nine. So Arizona State hosted number nine, Minot State. And those two games on Friday and Saturday, both of those games had to be played at two o'clock in the or one o'clock in the afternoon because Greg Powers and his big Arizona State team, the NCAA team, they were playing in the evening against AIC. So uh, Minot State and ASU were the matinees, and Minot State won both of those games uh, Friday by a score of six to nothing, and Saturday by a score of five to two. So Friday night, how about this? Minot State, 50 shots on goal. Arizona State, 13. Tough to win games shooting only that, 13 shots, huh? That's a that's a tough – you're putting yourself in a hole there, aren't you? Yeah. I You know, I felt bad for the Arizona State guys because I looked at that score sheet. Again, because I'm the guy that put it into the system. Um you know, I think they lost a, a lot of guys that could not play on that Friday afternoon game due to school because there Did were they? some folks that were that normally played uh, that weren't listed. Um, and yeah, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was a Friday afternoon one o'clock game. Yeah, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. That'd be tough. Yeah, and and those guys uh, they were they were back in the in the roster on uh, Saturday in the five to two loss. So yeah. Yeah, let's say they filled a roster, but yeah, like you said, if they if those kids couldn't show up, it kind of puts them in a bad spot, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of a really kind of a they got the raw end of the deal. I know that Arizona's you know crying off with some really uh, you know small violins because they have to deal with that with the Roadrunners, but uh, Arizona State um, uh, having to play in the afternoon, I think that really hurt, uh, especially on Friday. Yeah, especially on Friday. Yeah, because because of school, so. Of course, that also should just go to show that kids these days should plan. You know, you can arrange your schedule so you're only going Monday through Thursday. And, yeah. Uh, avoid those I mean, Friday classes. Come on, get right. the program. That's right. And I, I never, figured that I never, one out. when That was 30 years ago. I, I never took a Friday class once in my college career. I was like, three-day weekend. Here we go. There you go. Here we go. There you go. Pretty good. So Arizona State, um, uh, they went O for the weekend. Yeah, o for um, they kind of kind of took it on the chin, didn't they? They did. You know, I kind of feel bad. They've, uh, uh, you know, they're coming down to the end of their season, and it's been a it's been a long season. I think their record now is like seven and twenty five or something. And I know they're not used to uh, that level of uh, that that you know they're they're used to a higher level of success yeah. is what I'm trying to yeah. say and been, so uh, I know they can't be happy with been, that. It's been a tough season mix for a long season, right? That's right. That's right. Um. So okay, but hey, let's let's move a little bit to the to the east up in uh, the Rocky Mountains, Rocky Mountains, Colorado versus Colorado State Big rivalry game. A little bit of uh, WCHL on WCHL violence. Um. The Buffs hosted the Friday night game. 
And then the Saturday game was up at Epic at the home of the Rams. On Friday night, both of these games ended up going to overtime, but on Friday night, it was a 3-2 to two Colorado win at home at the Boulder Rec Center. And then Saturday, CSU turned around and uh, returned the favor. It was a 4-3 to three CSU win in overtime at Epic. So what do you got for us there, well, talent? T- the talent. <laughs> so let's see here. 48 shots for... Uh... University of Colorado on the Friday game. So the other the other thing that kind of sticks out is lots of roughing penalties on Friday night. So looks like it may have been a bit of a spirited affair between the two, which you'd only come to yep. expect, right? Rivalry games, yeah. rivalry games. You got to expect yep, it. You got to expect the rough stuff. And then uh, coming out on Saturday, the uh, Colorado throwing up 50 shots on goal, going two for five on the power play. So good for those guys. They, uh, I got to see the I got to see the end of the game on Friday in overtime, and uh, my memory serves right. It was Luke Carter with a sweet little backhand that got past. Uh, I think it was Joe Morgan who was in net for uh, for the Rams. Wow, you're pulling this out. Good job. Am I? You are. the The game winning goal Woo-hoo. is assisted by Trace Jablin. Oh yeah, I mean it was that you know that's part of that ten, thirteen, fourteen line that's up there. Doyle wasn't out there on the ice, but it was uh, it was uh, Jablin, Carter, and Hull were out there on the ice. And Jabs comes down on the right side and you know throws the puck in, in at the net, and the rebound comes out as to to Carter as he's skating from right to left in front of the net, and he just puts home a sweet little backhand, and call, that was all she calls it a night. That's all. And it was with what forty seconds left in the game, I think it was. Uh, let's see, yeah, so fifty-three seconds left or so. Yeah, forty-three seconds. There you go. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, kind of a heartbreaker. It was kind of a heartbreaker. It was. And then, uh, then Saturday, how about Colorado jumping out to a oh, a quick two-nothing lead on them? And then, yeah, and then CSU finds a way to dig themselves back into the game. Give CSU credit. They, they they fight and they claw. I mean, this was number 19 CU against number 22 uh, Colorado State. And, you know, all the CU is just loaded with talent. Yep. And they're just, they're they're flying. Yeah, but CSU finds a way to, you know, just, they they work hard. They've got it, yeah. They're, they're not right. flashy, but. They've got that. Damned if they don't get things done. Yeah, they're they're what, just a blue collar team, right? Just come out and work hard. And, That's right. And keep working hard and. It pays off eventually for those guys, right? Yep. CU takes the two to nothing lead. CSU comes back, ties it up. They actually take a three to two lead, and Colorado has to tie the game up late in the third period. I think with about five minutes to go, four and a half minutes to go. And then um, it goes to overtime, and just I mean, I, I I got to listen to this as I'm getting home, just as I'm uh, pulling into my driveway. Um, it, and I'm expecting to have to run inside to take down the shootout stats. Um, uh, Colorado State scores well, with uh, about five seconds to go. It wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say I think it was like four or five seconds left to go in overtime to absolutely crush uh, CU uh, a four to three CSU win. And the nice thing was it was uh, I know they had a huge, huge, huge crowd. Both nights, Um, you know, it's rivalry games, bring it in. But uh, apparently the crowd at Epic was just gigantic. It was Greek night. And so there were all sorts of uh, 
you know, in addition to your your normal hockey fans, in in addition to the rivalry fans uh, that came up from Boulder or came down from the fort, um, you also had a whole bunch of uh, just you know Greek, you know sorority and fraternity yep. uh, kids that were there that have no clue what hockey is. They just, they just um, yell and they just pack the place. Yeah, they just yell and drink beer, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. They sell beer at Epic, but. Um, Maybe they find a way to get it in. I, oh, I was going to say, yeah, there, yeah, there's no doubt there, right? I was well. I'll, you must be. You must have gone to a different college than I did oh, yeah. because I w- I went to uh, Holy Angels, mm-hmm. and um, you know we were all just uh, you know model citizens. And that, and that Stanford band party never happened, right? <laughs> the Stanford <laughs> band party. Oh God, <laughs> no, nope, never one. happened. Wilson Activity Center. No, 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 no. no. That was great. Oh, whatever. Oh, boy. Got you there. So, anyways, hey, uh, good for, let, let's change the subject. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah back to see you on CSP real quick. Really quick. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, Colorado, Colorado State. So, how about that? Uh, that's my line, not Andrew's. How about that? How about that? Colorado needs two wins to kind of get back into the scene for nationals. They don't get it. They tie both games. And uh, CU pulls off an overtime win at Boulder. CSU pulls off an overtime win in the fort. And everybody uh, kind of goes home their separate yeah, ways. Yeah, tight games, but but good games. I think that was the uh, I think that was the theme. Kind of kind of the theme uh, for the weekend, right? Yeah, because now we shift over to the Ozarks. We have Missouri State and Arkansas. Arkansas goes up to Missouri State for both games there. In Friday night, it was a four to three Missouri State win. In Saturday, it was another four to three win, but this time it was Arkansas scoring the winning goal with one point two seconds left on the clock. One second to go. How about that? Four fifty nine on the well, score sheet. How? About, I mean, uh, that was insane. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. They, uh, that is pretty cool. They, uh, Missouri. You know, it's good to see Arkansas get some. Uh, uh, get some get some success. Andrew Falls has done a hell of a job as uh, the coach there, uh, taking over for Brian Galini, and he has a, a, a nice bunch of seniors that are that have been there for for some some time. And so it was very good to uh, see those guys have some success. Yeah, so, you know. So I think and, you got uh, I think you got to give huge props to Arkansas on Friday night. They were yeah. they were down four to one with like two minutes to go in the second period and they clawed their way back just a lot like what we talking about with CSU there. They, they worked and worked and worked and finally late in the third period with the extra attacker made it four, three. So really, so how about that? They go from a four to one pouncing to a, to make it a respectable four, three hockey game at the end. Good for them. So yeah, I'm, hats off to those guys for, for working at it and, and staying true and, and make a hockey game out of it. Missouri State, uh, I think this was like the hundredth game that Missouri State played this season. <laughs> yeah, Coach gonna... Law. Yeah, Coach Law. Yeah, I've really loaded the schedule up, and uh, so it might be like the hundredth. Maybe it's only the 99th game they've played this yeah. so far this season. But, they've got uh, a big celebration playing this upcoming weekend for their 100th game, right? so they pull out the win on friday and um yeah and then they just get stunned in the three on three uh overtime how about that scoring one second it was uh in in the kid comes down it it was a like a a a bad turnover a bad change 
um, Stovall for Arkansas gets the uh, puck on the uh, up against the boards on the far side from the from where, from the camera position, and he throws it out in the middle of the into the middle of the ice, and you think, oh, he just like another Arkansas guy skated right by him, yeah, and you think, oh, he just missed the pass, and here comes this big old kid, McAtee. Uh, what's it? Uh, McAtee is his last name. Okay, number twelve, I think. Um, no, I forget. Maybe it's not McAtee. It's, uh, Twenty-five, McAtee. Yes. Twenty-five. There you go. And uh, oh, that's right. It was Laplante is twelve, and he uh, he he was the one who I think Stovall was trying to get it to. And so here comes twenty-five cruising on in from the blue line, and he just comes waltzing right in and just snipes a shot. Like I said, with one point two seconds left on the clock, and the celebration was on. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, in in insane. Yeah, that's so, that's awesome uh, right there. How about so? How about getting into a little stats here real fast? How about Missouri State goes four for twenty-two on the power play in these two games? Ooh, they Ooh. they gave up some chances. They uh, four for twenty-two. Well, hold on here. Hold on here. Stats Kelly's gonna. That's an eighteen percent, eighteen point one power play percentage. They, I obviously not watching the games. I can't speak too educatedly, but I am probably going to say that they left some opportunities laying out there. Yeah, boy, twenty-two power play opportunities. Twenty-two wow, power wild. plays in two games. They went one for ten and three for twelve. Ooh, well, the three for twelve isn't bad. That, that's twenty-five yeah, percent right not there. Bad. It's the one for ten the one, that kills you. Yeah, the one for ten drug them down. Yeah, wow. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Well, hey, the nice thing is they packed it in up there. I, I got to see some of the some of the video replays for both from both games. And man, did they they can they always pack it in at Jordan Valley Ice Park anyways. But holy smokes, they were they were all the way around. Yeah. I think the I think the WCHL yeah. teams had some uh good attendance this weekend. I think so. I think so. For this these rival we, we probably need to play more rivalry games, don't you think? I like, yeah, I like them. I love them way more than just a regular game. Maybe we talk to the scheduler and we can do like uh, instead yeah. of just two weekends, we can do four weekends. Ah, uh, the scheduler—he's kind of a dope anyway. So he is kind of a stupid idiot. Yeah, he's kind of—he's so. kind of a dope. So I wouldn't—I wouldn't expect too much there. <laughs> he's a big lug, just a just a lunkhead, <laughs> doofus. <laughs> All right, well that's the Ozarks, and uh, so those two split, and um, Missouri State comes out of there with uh, four out of six points, and Arkansas gets two points for the overtime win. So uh, they break the tie that down there at the bottom of the of the uh, WCHL standings. Remember last week, Colorado State, Arkansas, and Arizona State were all tied for sixth place with fifteen points, but with Arkansas getting two points and CSU getting uh, three with two for the overtime win and one for the overtime loss, they've you know, we've got some separation yep, there. Separation, so yep. CSU's got 18 points. Arkansas is in seventh with 17 points, and ASU is still uh, in the cellar there with 15. And then uh, let's let's talk about the games that you and I saw. That yes. was Oklahoma and UCO. That was um, uh, Friday night was at Oklahoma's uh, rink, the Blazers Ice Center, where you work. Yep. And then uh, we uh, made our way up to Edmond to the uh, Blazers Ice Center on Saturday uh, for uh, the UCO at the UCO rink. Yep. UCO ends up winning both of those games three by score of three to two. The Friday night win was an overtime win, and uh, the the 
the Saturday win, it didn't go to overtime, but it, for all intents and purposes, it should have been yeah, because the kids been, scored so late. Yeah, yeah, those were those were two huge games that we that we got to witness Friday and yeah, Saturday. Well, and talk, I, talk a little bit about Friday. I came over to uh, the the place. The place was packed. I came over and hung around with you. You happened to be the. Uh, I was going to say the finest the finest score sheet of the season probably that was turned in was turned in on Friday <laughs> night from Blazers Ice Center. I walked. I walked over there expecting you to be the public address announcer and the music man again. Well, they, and instead you were just the guy that had to fill out a you know, limo score sheet. You know my my talents. Uh, you know, there's no end here. You know, Sunday I was <laughs> they the abound. P- they abound. The uh, <laughs> I was the PA and music man on Sunday, and then there's a whole Friday night. They need an official score for the game, so I I stand in for that. You know. And I think even in the second intermission, I think I rescued the dead Zamboni from the ice. So, you know, oh, yes, you did. Oh, so, boy. You know, I mean, hey, I mean, while we're here, we might as well just call a spade a spade and just say I'm an all-around kind of guy. <laughs> you are definitely the talent <laughs> um, in, in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. In addition to your podcasting talents, your scorekeeping talents were, were they were okay. Uh, but your Zamboni revival talents were next to, were, were, were next to, uh, uh, that, that might've gotten uh, MVP but, of the night right there. Boy. Yeah, you sure did. That, um, the Blazers Ice Center, uh, Zamboni anyways, is, um, all, you know, it's already held together by, you know, scotch tape and bubble gum. Oh, no way. And no, yeah, way. I have, yeah. I have refurbished that bad boy. Oh no. Not a oh, chance. whatever. Not a chance. I have whatever. refurbished that thing. You're you're talking like that thing purrs like a Volkswagen or something, and like it a, it might have a it might have a Volkswagen engine in there, but that's about it. That thing purrs like a kitten. I just put I just put more new parts on it this afternoon. As a matter of fact, <laughs> how about that? That thing is purring like well, a kitten. The the the, the, the kid the, the kid that was uh, running it, we ended up calling him the staller because his talent <laughs> that night was stalling the Zamboni. Apparently, <laughs> yep. Um, he, for the second intermission, he decided to bring a young lady out onto the ice who had a promposal with her. So she was pro- proposing a prom date to some guy that was on the ice. Yeah. How embarrassing is that, by the way? Well, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that is embarrassing, but in it the is. process, instead of just, he, he, so he comes out there and he already knows that the Zamboni is like, it's a, if it was a cat, it would be on its eighth and three quarters <laughs> lives. I mean, this thing is, it's, 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 well, it's that close to dying. Well, it's, a, it's a 94. So, I mean, it's, it's seen its day. The, the, Hey, look, Andrew, when that thing comes off the ice, it goes back into the room and it sighs a sigh of relief. Like, <laughs> Oh, thank God I'm done. That's the Zamboni, not the driver, the Zamboni. It's like your cartoon, you know, where you, where you see the thing just go, Oh, and it falls down. <laughs> That's the Zamboni. And so here, here's this, here's this guy who's driving the Zamboni. He's got this nice looking girl and like a doofus, he decides to stop in the middle of the ice so that she can hop off and do the promposal. And in the meantime, he knows that this thing is being held together by bailing wire and, you know, uh, 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 tape. And it's, I mean, if it makes, what did we tell him? I mean, he was complaining that he might not, it might not last, you know, the rest of the night because it needed some work. And we're like, dude, you just need to make it about eight more minutes That's through right. this intermission. That's right. That's right. And sure enough, he makes one pass and then he stalls out. He did right there. We've got a we've got a great. What was it? A 
one to one game or a two to two game at that time, something like uh, that. What was it? One nothing, I think, wasn't it? Well, I, I don't know what it was. All I know is it was a heck of a game, and this doing a dumb promposal wasted all the time that this guy needed to be running around the Zamboni. And sure enough, when he finally gets time to doing his job, he the thing just peters out and just yep. almost, you know, it looked like a big old paperweight sitting out there. The, uh, and then here comes Andrew to the rescue. Yep. Jumped out of my uh, scoring counter and away we yep. go, right? Thank goodness. Yeah. So got got the ice resurfaced and we were able to get to a uh, uh a very we're able to get to a third period, right? Yeah, yeah, really good third period. Because what Oklahoma ended up scoring twice. They did. Yeah, yeah. UCO had to score. Nothing. Yeah. Well, that's right. That, oh, that. Hey, no, no. I get it now. Oh, UCO comes out and scores with five minutes into the first period, and you think, oh, hey, the route is on. Yeah, rides on. Yeah. And then, and then after that, it, it was just a back and forth game. Oklahoma finally scored what, like three minutes or so into the third period, uh... to tie it up. No, it was about halfway through the third before they tied it up finally. And then with a minute 35 to go, uh, number nine, Zach Pard comes down for Oklahoma and he just goes, he takes, he's, I think he's a left-handed shot anyways. And he went to the goaltender's left side and he just uh, snipes. Yes. A beautiful shot with a minute 35 to go in the third period. And boy, the celebration was on. And uh, Oklahoma, you know, thinks they're going to win it. Uh, the the guys that were on the ice start celebrating. They start getting into it with the UCO guys. And next thing you know, there's a like a 10-minute break while the yes. officials try to sort out all the penalties. Yep, yep. Meanwhile, uh, Coach McAllister for UCO is over there. Dialing uh, it drawing up. Drawing up plays and, you know, basically a nice long timeout. All the momentum. I mean, the place went bananas when the kids scored the goal. Yes. But uh, now everyone had to, you know, it, 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 all the momentum that had been gained by scoring the goal got lost. Yep. And UCO comes back and ties the game with 11.5 seconds to go. And just insane. Sends it to overtime. Three on three overtime and 22 seconds into overtime. Was off. it Durbeniak, 24? Yep, Durbeniak, yeah. Just off of Just a, rifles home a laser shot that I think Philip Babb still hasn't seen. Yeah, I was going to say, um, just just a nothing-looking shot, right? But just rifle it right past him. Yeah, I mean, they, they set up two, two really nice shots um, trying to go side to side. And the first one, they, they did not connect with. But the second one, uh, like I said, he looked like Stevie Wonder out there, the, the Oklahoma goaltender. He just didn't see it coming. And, boy, the uh, UCO guys poured off the bench and uh, celebrated, and, and rightly so. Yep, rightfully so, so. I mean, they should have been out of that game, and uh, they came back from the dead and, uh, and won it at OU's rink. And then the next night up there at uh, on Saturday night at, up at Arctic Edge, it was uh, – Kind of similar. Yeah. You know, UCO in... comes out and grabs a goal pretty quick. And um, and then uh, Oklahoma, you know, I think they got back into it with a uh... – Well, so Oklahoma opened up the scoring. Remember that was uh, – Was it? Yeah, that's when the UCO defenseman and the goaltender got tangled up behind the net. And, oh, that's right. And, Luke and, White. And Luke White yes. was down there, and he grabbed it and, and spun around and stuck it in the net real quick. That's that right. Was... He just that, – that's exactly right. Yep. 
I forgot about that. Alex Henry, yeah, got caught out of the net. And so he, Luke White picked the puck up and just tucked it into an yeah. empty net. Yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah. How about that? UCO comes back. What are they, they, they tied it, what, in the first, in the second period? Uh, tied it in the first period with uh, the halfway mark, the 10 minute mark of the game. Okay. They, yeah. uh, they tied it up and then they, and then they come out in the second and uh, grab a quick one, 245 in. For the second period, they grabbed to go up two to one, yeah. and it was it was like that, and it pretty much seemed like it was a power play for the entire second period. It seemed like to me, the uh, yeah, lots of lots of penalties between the two teams this weekend. Lots of penalties, and Luke White gets the second Oklahoma goal as well. He did, um, and so he ties it up, and then uh, boy, on an absolutely beautiful, beautiful play with about three minutes to go in the game. Oklahoma was going off on a change. Alex Henry, the UCO goaltender, grabs the puck in front of his net. Nice long headman pass up to, I think it's uh, 20. Uh, Spencer Paratalo, the defenseman who um, brought it into the Oklahoma zone, and he just uh, crossed the, the the pass over to number 21. I think it was Drake Cartwright, I think it was. Yep. 21 or – yeah, 21 scored the goal. And uh, boy, Cartwright just had all the room in the world and picked a, a, a corner and just sniped it. And after that, the when you know the puck goes into the net, the bottle pops and uh, that, everybody went nuts yep, at the uh, Arctic Edge Ice Arena. Yep. That place just exploded. And then, uh, yeah, and then we had some more explosions on the ice, and uh, then we called it a game, right? Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was, uh, yeah, the, there was, unfortunately, uh, I think there were, what, three three ejections? Um, uh, yeah, three. Two three. for Oklahoma, one for, uh, for, for Central Oklahoma. Yep. I think Brandon Formosa got sent off, number 16, for UCO, and then Tyler Lazarick, six, and Ray Wilson, 81, got sent off. They did. Um, uh, for various infractions. I mean, it wasn't all at the same time, but, uh, yeah, it was very physical, very a tightly very physical. contested game, and. I thought, yeah. you know, if, if going on the going on the weekend here with us uh, being in attendance for both games, I think if you're going to hand out three stars of the for the weekend, I think you'd have to hand one to Luke White if he played one heck of a weekend. I felt like, and then I think you'd have to give one to the OU goaltender Phil Bab. You know, he can. You were there Saturday night, pretty much was the only reason that Oklahoma stayed in the, in the hockey game whatsoever. And then I think you'd have to split that, the other third star between the two uh, UCO goaltenders. If I, you know, I think if you were handing stars out for the weekend, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think um, if you, if you, from, from those series, I mean, you got to give it to, to Bab for sticking in that and taking the abuse that he did. Cause UCO yep. was all over him, like white on rice. I mean, every chance they got, there was somebody rubbing up against him or putting a stick laying, on a glove or yeah, laying on whatever they could to make him uncomfortable. And it, it, it got to him and it got to the OU team. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I'd give it to Bab. I think, um, you know, the, the, that um, UCO just has a deadly, deadly, deadly combination um, of uh, 16 Formosa, 22 Danroth, and um, – uh, usually they play with, um, well, there were times out there when, when they would play, I think, with nine Jamef. Um, 
but boy, in their defensemen 20 and 24, they'd hold down the blue line really well. Derbeniak and, uh, and Peritalo. I, you know, I, I, I get it that Luke White played well, but I would probably, you know, I, I don't know. 22 always seems to impress me. He, he's, he's the kid that, uh, uh, that you, that you love to hate. You love to yeah. have him on your team. You hate him that he's on the other team. Uh, they're always something always happens with on the ice with that kid. And when he has the puck, um, yeah, he's always throwing dangerous shots at the net. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, he scored the first goal on Friday night and he was involved, I believe in two of the three goals on Saturday night. Uh, I could have that wrong, but yeah, uh, he, yeah. Goal and assist on Saturday and let's see goal and assist on Friday night. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, you know, give the UCO goaltenders credit. Yeah, um, yeah, because they they kept uh, give they kept it yep, close. give Bab credit, but you know that that Dan Roth kid, uh, he can when he's not being a, a, a an idiot, you know, on the ice when he just plays hockey. When that it's it's I think that's what you can say about UCO when they play hockey. When they play they're hockey, a, they're a deadly dangerous team. Yeah, and that kind of leads um, into my next uh, little set of notes I've got here. Uh-oh. They were let's hear they it. Were, they were two for twenty on the power play. One really ten percent. One for eleven on Saturday night. Hmm. I, yeah. So I think a lot of that, you know, given and that's one of the reasons looking at it, I was like, you know, that's a lot of that just comes down to goaltending, right? The uh and uh so yeah, I think Bab's standing on his head back there. But yep. uh yeah, you so UCO here, so Looking, going through the stats and all that, UCO is now tied for the league lead in penalty minutes at 843 through 34 games played. Wow. Averaging, they average 24 penalty minutes per game that, this season that they've played. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That's, that's crazy is right. And the, and the Saints from Arkansas, they're not too far behind. They're in third, eight twenty-three. <laughs> the Saints from Arkansas. <laughs> That's yeah. the Saints versus the Angels. That's what we yeah. have here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Well, yeah, twenty-four well, average, twenty-four minutes a game. You know, those are th- those are tough games to officiate, and those are tough yes, games, are. I'm sure, to play in because um, you just want to beat the ever loving heck out of the you know in, in any rivalry game, you want to beat the ever loving heck out of the guy on the other team. Yeah, lots of lots of emotion um, going to it. Oh, you know, if, if those, if both of those teams, if they would focus on hockey, more on hockey and less on beating the other team to a pulp. Yes. And go then, a long ways. Yeah. They, yeah. And, and when, and when they played hockey, um, it was, it was, hockey. It was very good. Yeah, it was, it was of, good. Yeah. Lots of chances back and forth, both directions. Right. It was. Yep. Very, very entertaining. It was fun to watch. To yeah. It's fun to watch. Very yeah. entertaining back and forth. Chances on both ends, guys flying around, hitting each other. Yeah, good, good set of games to watch and, and to be to be in attendance for. When it's when it when it was five on five, now no, the power plays and the five on threes and the all that kind of stuff we could do without. But um, yeah, yeah, the five on five wow. guys, guys flying up and down the ice, making plays back and forth. It was it was a lot of fun. We'll t- we'll talk a little bit more about that because there was some stuff that happened that we uh, we we need to talk about, but. So those those uh, rivalry games, uh, the Oklahoma's playing one another, the Ozarks playing one another, and the Colorado's playing one another. All of six of those teams have now played all twenty-two of their games in the WCHL. So they're done for the season with the WCHL. 
um, which means um, the only two team or the only teams left are the Arizonas. They will play their last two uh, conference games on the weekend of March 1st and 2nd. Those will be when uh, the Wildcats head up to Tempe to go play uh, ASU up there at super cold Oceanside Ice Arena. Right now, the WCHL standings, um, UCO winning five points on the, on the weekend has 50 points. They're in the lead uh, for the WCHL. However, they have played all 22 games. Arizona is right behind them at 48 points, and they have two games in hand, which means they have six possible points. If Arizona wins, if Arizona gets two, out of, two points out of the next uh, two games, out of the next six possible points, they will win the WCHL regular season championship. Um, uh, but, you know, Arizona, they've got to go out and win it now. Um, yep. I know they were rooting hard for Oklahoma to take a couple <laughs> of points off the UCO, and that just New. didn't happen. Yeah. New best friends there for the weekend, right? Yeah, really. They were <laughs> all, all the people in Arizona were tuned in, um, but uh, it just didn't happen. They, were, they needed Oklahoma to take three points off of UCO, and Oklahoma was only able to take one off of UCO. Uh, so that brought the Mad- Arizona's magic number down to two. So UCO is in first place right now with 50 points, but Arizona is in second place with two games in hand at 48 points. I would say Arizona's in the driver's seat. Yeah, in are. third place, finishing with 43 points will be Missouri State. Fourth place, finishing with 36 points will be Oklahoma. In fifth place, finishing with 31 points will be Colorado. Colorado State is in sixth place right now. They're, they're going to finish with 18 points. Arkansas is in seventh place. They'll finish with 17 points. And Arizona State, with two games left to go in the conference, they have 15 points. Yep. So Arizona State could vault up to either sixth or seventh if they were to get some points off of Arizona in these upcoming games. Um, or they could uh, – or Arizona could vault ahead and uh, take the uh, WCHL championship home alone. They could themselves. They know, they know what they need to do. Now they just need to go do it, right? Got to go do it. You know, they were hoping to uh, to to get some help from some friends out here in Oklahoma. It didn't happen, so now they got to go earn it themselves on the ice. Yeah. Now they just yeah. need to go make me right again. Make you right. Oh, geez. I'm pretty All sure. Right. Pretty sure in that picture I sent at the beginning of the season before we played one game, I had them at the top of the pile. Oh God! You know, once I again, some, talent. I got some flack from some people. Talent rises to the top, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, I I'm got some, I got some flack for some people. Yeah, you did. For me, for me throwing them up there. But I, and I think, uh, I think at Christmas break, I think I sent you a, a text with a picture of how I thought the teams were going to finish out. And I, and I think I had Arizona finishing with like 52 points or something like that. I'm not good. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> just throw, yeah, just just throwing it out there. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, Nostra dumbass. Oh God! Hey, hold on. Let's listen to a uh, uh, to the Caddyshack horn, and we'll come back and uh, listen to some more of Andrew's wild predictions. Hold on. All righty, there, Andrew. You are just uh, the, as we said before. The cream is rising in the crop. You are the prognosticator extraordinaire. Man, I tell you what. Yep. So, yeah, yep. it's, it's the amazing. true talent here on the podcast. What <laughs> can I say? Talent. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I recognize, you know, um, what do they, what do they say? Uh, greatness recognizes greatness. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, yeah, because I, 
don't know who's going to be the WCHL champion, I'll let you know, uh, just a secret, just between you and me and the 11 people listening. I have two nameplates worked up for the WCHL championship trophy, one of which says uh, Arizona and the other one says Central Oklahoma. So There you go. Have them in my possession right now. So depending go. on how the games turn out March 1st and 2nd, that'll tell us. It, this is the first time in six years. This is our sixth year of having a conference. First time in six years, it has literally come down to the last weekend of games to decide yeah, the championship. I mean, it's, it's been a it's been a fantastic season, I think. It has. It has. It's First been, two years, Arizona State ran away with it. Next three years, uh, Central Oklahoma, uh, they ran away with it two out of three years. I think last year got a little tight there with Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. But uh, this is the closest it's ever been. And so it's been um, been fantastic. It's been fun to watch. Well, I I give all the credit to the commissioner. He did a just a bang up job this year. So he will take all the credit. Thank you very much. And I think that's the same guy that threw Arizona on the road for like three months out of the to open up the season. No, 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 no. That was that was not that was the same guy who made some chicken salad out of chicken stuff, thanks to the <laughs> convention center. Oh so, boy, bring uh, Disney oh. on ice out there, but that's a whole another ball of wax. Here, hang on a second. Let me let me let me step out into my garage here and get my waiters on real quick. <laughs> hey, no jokes, no jokes, no laughing, no laughing. Yeah, no laughing. Let's get back Sorry. to serious now. Yes. Yeah, so. Hey, uh, all all uh, I should say all. Uh, seven of the eight teams are playing this weekend. Uh, Arkansas this weekend is the super smart uh, team. They have no games, so they will get to rest and relax up in northwest Arkansas. Hopefully, they'll do a lot of studying and a lot of um, test taking and quiz taking. And, Arkansas uh, wins the weekend. There you go. Arkansas <laughs> already wins the weekend. Congratulations, fellas. <laughs> Missouri State is pulling a WCHL weekend. I'm seeing a theme here with these North Dakota teams. Yeah, right? They want to be in the, they want to be in the league. They do want to be in the league, and they're showing it because they're they're just mimicking our 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 wonderful schedule makeup. Um, they'd be. I, I think they'd be good additions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can be my North Dakota correspondent. Yeah. We just won't yeah. go. We just don't want to go see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you calling in from Siberia. Um, is uh are telling us all about the games in north dakota you know may have to uh how long of a trip is that uh, how long of a trip is north dakota from here uh what is with here being oklahoma that's still gonna be every bit of 20 hours huh uh yeah it's 18 rings a bell in my mind from here to my not if i remember right man that's a long drive it's a long ways up there well, Missouri State is going to go up there because they play Jamestown on Thursday and Friday night, and then they're going to Minot State on Saturday. So uh, power to Jeremy Law and his Ice Bears, not the Tigers. No, I'm Don't, glad you got that right this weekend. Boy, I had to write it down. Jeez. Um, you know, me and my golden brain here, I had to uh, just make sure that I got it right. So Missouri State's going to do a WCHL weekend up in North Dakota by playing three games in three days. Oklahoma gets to go to the Wasatch Range. They're going to Salt Lake City to take on the Skating Utes of Utah. Oof. Good That's for a long them. bus trip, too. That's a long trip. But you know what? Yeah. It's pretty. It's yeah. a pretty drive. Yeah. Better them than us. 
better than than us. That's all I can Utah, say. Utah came down and uh, played at Oklahoma last year, and Oklahoma needed some games, and uh, so it just makes sense to return the favor. Yeah. Return the favor and make the trip out there. Central Oklahoma is going to host Alabama this weekend. Alabama, I believe, is ranked to 18, 19, somewhere like that this week. So these should be pretty decent games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Central will host Alabama at the Arctic Edge. Colorado State. Well, here, you know what? Hey, here's another um, a w, a team that wants to be in the WCHL. So they're putting on a WCHL weekend. UNLV. UNLV. They're going on the road to Colorado. They're going to play at uh, Colorado State on Thursday night up in the fort. And then they're going to go to Boulder to play at the Boulder Rec Center against CU on Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah good luck with getting into that league. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I might, no. we might know somebody. So They uh, they could partner up with Grand Canyon or something like that and get mm-hmm. a travel partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And then um, Arizona State travels down to Tucson uh, to play uh, the University of Arizona on Friday and Saturday. Those games are not WCHL conference games, uh, but they're no less important because they're uh, uh, they're rivalry games. Rivalry games. Yep. And um, fun. the the uh, the way it works, the Arizona and Arizona State are playing each other eight times. Six of those games are in Tucson. Two are in Tempe. So the two games in Tempe are automatically WCHL games because those are the only home games Arizona State will have. Yeah. with Arizona and I asked um coach Berman to choose which of the three weekends are going to be his uh, WCHL weekend and he elected to use the uh and this was all done before the season started uh, so it's not like after the fact but uh, he elected to use the <laughs> December weekend um the, where ASU came down to Tucson in December as the WCHL yeah. weekend so so yeah, so Central hosting Alabama, Oklahoma, Utah, Missouri State up in North Dakota for three, CSU and CU hosting UNLV, and Arizona State down in the dirty tee for a pair of games against Arizona. How about that? Give me some predictions there, big man. All right, let's start start at the top of our, top of our pile here. Central yep. Oklahoma is going to take two from Alabama, I have a feeling. I hope you're right. So I hope UCL you're right. Central Oklahoma is banged up. They're banged up. So it's going to be tough because we know they're missing a few guys, but, yep. you know, gut check time. You got a you got a decent team coming in. So take if you take care of business, you should be all right. So, they lost uh, here in the Oklahoma series. They lost uh, number 14, Austin Cunningham, to an injury. They also lost uh, number 24, their captain, uh, uh, Derbeniak. I forget his first name. I'm so sorry, Mr. Derbeniak. Um, uh, but uh, uh, they lost him to to an issue. So uh, and and they were already kind of light. I mean, I've yeah, kind of kind of banged I mean, up and yeah. I've noticed their roster. They're not putting out a full twenty one. They're putting out you know nineteen twenty guys, and that's including yeah. goaltenders. So uh, yeah. Uh, I, but I would agree with you. I think Central's gonna. Uh, I hope you're right. Central's gonna take care of Alabama. Alabama has. Uh, has a, a good defenseman, a good forward, and a and a good goaltender, and I think that's yeah. about it. So. That's one of those teams that you have to be ready for, right? You can't yep. can't overlook them. If can't you overlook, overlook them. them. They're gonna sneak up and bite you in the butt, right? That's right. That's right. They're gonna they're gonna make them work for the work hard for the uh, for the wins. But Central has some talent, and and Central they, can skate. Yeah, yeah, they can. Yeah, they so. can. 
they can skate and if they just if they just get in there and skate and play the game, they should be okay. There you go. All right. So Central takes two from Alabama, says Andrew. Yep. And then Oklahoma traveling to Utah. And I am just basing this off of Utah's track record with WCHL teams, but I am taking all OU for the sweep. There you go. So I think, what was it, Arizona beat them like 21 to 1 or something like that a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. It was over, ugly. Over two. Yeah. So I am I'm just basing that opinion off of what they've done with the WCHL teams and taking the sweep there. All right. I like it. Keep going there, big man. Missouri so, State Missouri, up in North Dakotas. Yeah. Missouri State on uh, Thursday, Friday, I'm calling for a split. And then they're probably going to hate me, but I'm calling for Minot on Saturday. Ooh, look at you. So Missouri so, State's going to take one, one of two. the two games at Jamestown, and they're going to lose at Minot is what Andrew says. Yeah, so one and two for those boys. Okay. And as I said a while ago, Arkansas wins the weekend. <laughs> and then, congratulations, uh, boys. Congratulations. Two Good W's work. right there. Uh, Colorado State over UNLV on Thursday. No way. Yeah, I'm taking really? my I'm taking my Rams. The big upset. Look at you. Cam the Ram loves loves herself some Andrew. Yeah. And then uh Friday, Saturday, I'm going split with Colorado and UNLV. Wow. Wow. Okay. And, and then uh going out to the Arizonas, I am taking all Arizona for the sweep. All Arizona for the sweep. Wow. I you know, I guess you can say that since they're not Western Collegiate League games. But it, if that's the case, it sure is going to set it up for a heck of a weekend. It's going to uh, be a big weekend come March. Yeah, come the first weekend of March up in Tempe, <laughs> that's for sure. It's going to be a big weekend, right? Yeah, there could be a fat commissioner out there with a trophy. Oh. Hey, uh, yeah, gas your car up. <laughs> you know what I think I'm going to do? I've, I've got like these gigantic Pelican cases for the trophy. I'm just going to strap them to the back of my little um, Honda Civic or my smart car and just yeah. roll them out there. I was going to say, you could be the you could be the smartest guy ever and just get yourself a moped. <laughs> get one of those little bird scooters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you ever ridden one of those things? No. Come, come on. What you a, see me. What a death trap those things are. Oh. I mean, yeah. I'm lucky to stand a, up straight, let alone try to balance on two <laughs> wheels. Yeah, what a what a death trap those things are. <laughs> we're, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been on it once with my wife. Yeah, the uh, cruising around the streets of Norman. I was, yeah, I was say, we, never again. We, we don't want to hear about your private life there. Your your personal details. Yeah. Being on a scooter yeah, with your wife never, and all. Yeah, never again. I did talk her into getting getting on one of them in front of a trendy little restaurant here in Norman, in front of everybody, and riding off. Yeah. And to her credit, she didn't fall. So, you know, you know I'd get on she, one of those she, things. She won the challenge. I, I would get on one of those things. And I would promptly just take an absolute digger and just like crack my head uh -huh. open and bleed right there on the curb. That's that's kind of what I was worried about, you know, and it's and it's not like the things go slow. I mean, they haul. They're fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I get on. I've got, of course, it was summertime. So I got flip flops and shorts and all that. And, oh. and I'm riding down one of the neighborhood streets. And this thing's probably doing... 15, 20 miles an hour. And this uh, is just whizzing. And I'm like, I'm going to die. This is how, this is how greatness goes out right here. <laughs> Talent. 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 Again. 
This is this is how talent dies well, right here on a bird scooter. If if any of you see a, a, a fat guy on a bird scooter with two uh, pelican gigantic pelican cases as a uh, as saddlebags, um, please take a picture. Yeah, take a picture because uh, <laughs> I, I like to commemorate how I die. So that's right. That's right. I need some more. Yeah, I need some more pictures of you like that with like pelican cases off your bird scooter oh. and with coaches' wives and all that. I need some more pictures of you <laughs> like that. Coaches' wives. God, you're a pain. Hey, the uh, Division One rankings. The Division One ranking. Let's change the subject here really quick. Um, this, that's, it's going to be a theme today. We're changing the subject really quick. Um, the Division One rankings are came out this past Wednesday. Arizona was number six. UCO is ten. Missouri State twelve. Oklahoma fifteen. Colorado is nineteen. CSU is twenty two. Arizona State twenty seven. Arkansas thirty three. That was before this uh, most recent set of games that we just got through jibber-jabbering about. And we've got some um, the new rankings that are expected to come out here on Wednesday. And uh, Arizona will, unfortunately, we expect them to drop from six to eight. And that's not going to be based on anything they did. Heck, they had the weekend off. It's going to be because... Yeah, um, everybody around them. Yeah, Davenport and Minot State, I believe, jumped ahead of them. Um, UCO is going to stay at 10. Missouri State will drop from 12 to 14. Again, sim- similar reasons. Um, of course, tying Arkansas, uh, uh, you know, they doesn't help them. Um, Oklahoma is going to drop a spot from 15 to 16, which kind of puts them in a little bit of peril for nationals, but uh, not much. Colorado is going to stay at 19. CSU uh, will stay at 22. Arizona State uh, will be at 29, and Arkansas will move up to 30. That's what we expect. Those are very unofficial. The official rankings will come out on Wednesday. But um, if that's the case, that means we're going to have four WCHL teams at Nationals. Yep. Can't beat that. It'll be, um, yeah. you know, Not- the Central States Collegiate Hockey League. It'll have all five of its teams at Nationals. We'll be right behind with four. And then I believe the next, uh, the Great Lakes League has two. The Eastern States League will have two. Um, we got three auto bids from three terrible conferences. So, And then there's some Jamestown, uh, Dearborn, and Minot, some independents that'll make it. So, uh, yeah, we're clearly, uh, None. You know, I'd like to think we're the best. But I also respect the fact that the Central States League is pretty darn good too. So um, yeah, they're they're good. But yeah, good good competition. I'm I'm still pulling for my Colorado boys. Yeah, oh, I, to, I am too. To and they, they have there. they have a shot. They have a, they have a, they have a shot. They have an outside shot. They've got to win some games, and you know, with them playing Las Vegas, they definitely have a shot. Las Vegas, I believe, is going to end up being. I think they're right now. They're like eleventh. Um. Oh, take a hopefully what I what I call earlier a split you with a split. The UNLV. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully they take both of those games, and because I'd like to see Colorado sneak in there and make it into nationals. I think they'd be dangerous I would if they too. got in. I would too. I think I think they'd be feeling dangerous, right? Yep. Hey, let's let's hear a little chance the rapper and the goal horn, and we're going to come back and talk about nationals oh. and the matchups and some of whatever Andrew has in terms of random thoughts. He has a brush with greatness too. That you don't want to miss. I do. Oh, hold on. Uh, But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, Andrew. Let's talk really quick about nationals. Um, Drexel, we know, has won the automatic bid to uh, nationals because they are the champion, the regular season champion of the ECHA, which is a league based out of Philadelphia. 
Liberty this past week won their automatic bid. They are the champion of the Eastern States Collegiate Hockey League, which is a six-team league on the East Coast. Liberty, Rhode Island, Delaware, Stony Brook, NYU, and somebody else, Westchester. Oh, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, So Liberty is in there along with Drexel. And also Adrian, the defending national champion, they have won the auto bid from the Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League. And um, uh, so Adrian, we know, will also be at Nationals because they have automatic bids. Then we had two other conference winners, but they don't involve automatic bids just yet. Lindenwood, the mighty Lindenwood. Yep, number one team now for 11 weeks in a row. Uh, They won the Central States Collegiate Hockey League, but because they only have five teams in that conference, there is no auto bid. You have to have six teams in your conference in order to earn an auto bid. So... And, and quite honestly, they don't need it. All five of their teams, are, I think, are in the top 17. Yeah, they're, so. they're all in. Yep, they're all in. And then uh, the University of Buffalo, uh, one of the lead whiners on, uh, online in terms of uh, complaining about the rankings, they have uh, won the regular season for the College Hockey Mid-America, which is a league that's kind of based more out of Pittsburgh than anything. But uh, unfortunately for them, uh, their conference has chosen to award their auto bid to the playoff champion. Perfect. So, yeah. So it could be Buffalo. It could be somebody else. Yeah. You never yeah, know. You better in your spot. So those guys, uh, those guys constantly, constantly complain. I had to reach for something. They constantly, constantly complain on their Twitter account about, the rankings and about how they're, you know, they've got this incredible, incredible record of uh, who knows, who knows what their record is. It's 20 something. And, you know, they've got a positive record and they always point out the fact that there are teams in the top 25 that have a losing record. You know, they, they totally discount the fact that their schedule just stinks. Yeah. I was going to say, you gotta, you gotta Um, take into account who you're playing there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? I am totally wrong. I am totally, totally, totally wrong. Are you? Buffalo. You know, well, I'm not. I'm not wrong about Buffalo stinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, what I, I was wrong about their conference. Buffalo plays in the Northeast uh, CHL, the Northeast Collegiate Hockey okay. League, which is uh, New York. Okay. I should have figured that one out. So that's on me. I'm a dummy. Um, Buffalo in the computer is ranked or will be ranked close. You know, they're they're 28th. Um, so you know, they're, they're okay, but that Northeast Collegiate Hockey League has such great teams like number 58 Cortland and number, you know, 51 Cornell and number 49 Oswego State. And, you know, yeah. what did we say earlier that greatness begets greatness? Yeah, greatness against greatness. And so if you're constantly playing the, uh, the tail end of the, of the, uh, teams in men's division one, your record's going to reflect it, and so uh, or, or your your computer ranking is going to reflect it, even though your record might say that you've you know won a hundred games. Yeah, you've won a hundred games against the Blind Sisters of uh, that's right of Nowhereville and against East Handkerchief State, and uh, you know that's right. It's a little different than winning a game versus Adrian or Lindenwood. Well, yeah, it's like you like you just said the Central States League. You know, all five of their guys are in the top seventeen or so, and they just sit there and pound on each other all the time, and then uh, like the Western Collegiate League, 
what is it, six out of the eight or in the top twenty-five. So, you know, that's yep. that speaks a lot of itself right there that you know, Arizona has got to go play two games against number eight this weekend, you know. It's in two weeks they're gonna play the number eight team again for two, you know. O U U C O. That's right. You know, it it, it adds up, right? It's a, it adds up steel, you know, steel sharpened steel. When I, what I always said um, back when I was doing scheduling for uh, for that certain team that you raise your pom poms for, <laughs> uh, if you want to be a big dog, you got to run with the big yeah, dogs. Yeah. And uh, so it's you know you can go around kicking everybody's tail if they're uh, if they're nobody, but um, you know if you want to be uh, want to be in the top ten, you got to go play the top That's ten. That's right. That's right. If you want to be a big dog, go play don't, the big dogs. There you go. Don't don't play the top fifty and complain that you're not in the top ten. So, anyways, um, so there we there you have it. Automatic bids to Drexel, Liberty, and Adrian. Buffalo wins the Northeast League, but their auto bid goes to the playoff champion. Lindenwood wins the Central States League, but they don't have an auto bid. They don't need it. So we know four of the uh, of the twenty teams that will be at nationals. And like you said, with the rankings, uh, four uh, Western Collegiate League teams should be at nationals right now. If if the rankings were to go um, the way they are, and boy, the matchups look kind of juicy here. Yeah, if, they are. If Arizona State is number eight, their first round game is going to be against number nine Liberty. I think Arizona State would like to be number eight. Well, Arizona State would like to be number eight, but, <laughs> but know, since Arizona we have Arizona is plugged in there, right? Yeah, I thought you were saying number eight in our conference. So. Uh, UCO is number ten, and if they uh, if things stay the way they are right now, they would face off in a first round game against number seven Minot State. That would be huge. Oh. Two national championship quality teams right there, yeah, going facing at it. off against. Oh, Missouri State is number fourteen. They would face number nineteen, which um, which could be Buffalo. Which could be Buffalo you know, if they went out. It could be the uh, winner of the CHM CH that that Pittsburgh League, the CHMA. Yeah. Um, either way, nineteen is going to be one of those two auto bids. And then uh, Oklahoma, if they stay at sixteen, they're going to face number seventeen Jamestown. Jamestown. I think that. I mean, that's even though it's sixteen seventeen, that's probably minus the UCO Minot State. I think that's the. I think that's the matchup on the page. Because you know those two teams are going to be well, close and tight, and that's going to be a highly contested game right there. I have a feeling. Yeah, I mean that's that that game will be the uh, and the winner of that game will get the pleasure of I believe will get the pleasure of playing number one. Yeah. So if you're so congratulations, yeah. you won that game and you get to go get your tail kicked by number that's one. That's right. I think if yeah, I think if you're either one of those two teams, you got to do whatever you can to make it to the to the fifteen slot and and. <laughs> get a better second round way, opponent, right? <laughs> well, either way, if you if you're in that 13 through 20 spot and you win your game, you get to play number one through four, which right now is going to be some combination of Lindenwood, Adrian, Michigan, Dearborn, and Ohio. And um, you know, I, I would say, you know, di- no disrespect to Ohio, they're very, very good. Um, but the the top three have really Lindenwood, Adrian, and Michigan, Dearborn have really. Um, uh, cemented their uh, their foothold, if you will, as as the cream of the crop this year. And then I think there's a sharp drop off to four or five, you know, maybe four through ten. Yeah. And then after that, there's another drop off. So uh, 
Yeah, congratulations if you're in the 13 through 20. Um, you, you're going to get the chance to play. But boy, are you... Up against it. Man, boy, that second day is going to be tough. Yep. And so um, Oklahoma and Missouri State are going to be uh, up against it. I'm not saying they can't do it because all you need is a hot goaltender right. and some... Uh, all you need is a goaltender. Yeah, a hot goaltender and some uh, quality chances and some hard work. And you can you can do it. Anybody can do yep. it. Yep, can be done. Um, it happens all the time. But, uh, boy, that's uh, so, so there's some juicy matchups there on the first day, the Thursday, Oklahoma-Jamestown possibility, a Missouri State, maybe Buffalo possibility. And then if you come over to day three, which would be when the 5 through 12 guys get after it, Arizona-Liberty and UCO-Minot. Wow. That's huge. That's just and, – and that's – we haven't even got to the – I mean, I'm, those are just the WCHL teams. There are some other really juicy matchups. I think there's a 5-12 – Oh, no, a uh, yeah, five twelve matchup, which is Illinois Iowa State. That'd be yeah, that'd be <laughs> little little Central States violence <laughs> on violence. Yeah, oh, yeah, those two teams yeah. love each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So hey, we we mentioned um, we teased it a little bit here. You had a brush with greatness. I had a brush with greatness this weekend. How about that? And in and it's and it's not you seeing me for the weekend. Oh, yeah. It's a brush with another great from the world of hockey. Yes. Tell us who it was. Yes. So uh, we were doing a little promotion with the some of the OU boys on Saturday, and a mutual cohort of of ours um, is friends with Mike Ruzioni. So he is talking to a handful of the OU boys that were with me at this promo, and uh, he was all Andrew. about it. And a- Andrew, you're, you're selling this short. The mutual friend. <laughs> is Olympic gold medalist Bart Connor, the 1984 United States Olympic gold medalist it, it in was, gymnastics. It, it was Bart Connor that uh, that was here talking to the boys. And uh, Bart Connor, his son, is 11 or 12, and he's playing, picked up youth hockey at our rink there. So we've gotten no Bart. And uh, we actually, uh, this is a thing of his that we went to this weekend to promote our business and promote the OU hockey program. And Bart was talking to a couple of, of the guys and uh, he said, you know, this is fantastic. He said, I've, I've got somebody that you guys would probably like to talk to. And he whips out his cell phone and dials, dials up Mike Ruzioni and puts him on speakerphone. And we all sat there and had about a five, six minute conversation with, uh, with Mike. With with the captain for the 1980 U.S. Olympic team, it was, gold medal Olympic team, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I've never that's that's insane. I've never I've never really seen my boss, who's who's pretty much a cool cucumber most of the time. I've never yeah. I've never really seen him blush and get and get sweaty. And he was unzipping jackets and trying to shed layers because he was he was blushing and and got a little nervous and starstruck a little bit and. I think some of the other boys were that were there talking were just kind of speechless, you know, like did this really just happen, you know? That's 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 too cool. We we there, there's a, a, one more Olympian aspect to this thing. You said that Bart was was there, yep. and he knows you guys because his his son is playing, uh, trying to he's learning in the learn escape program, yep. learning to play hockey there. Yeah. Yeah. Bart's wife is the 1976 Olympic gold medalist in gymnastics, Nadia Comaneci, the first woman 
in um, uh, Olympic history to get perfect tens yeah. all across, so, not to, for, for all of our routines, seven, not just one routine. Tens. So here you are. This isn't just a brush with greatness. This is a brush with Olympic greatness. You have Nadia from 1976, Bart from 1984. Yep. Then you had, and then you get the champ. Yeah, they knew. Yes, how could I forget the talent? <laughs> and then you had Mike Ruzioni. On the and, phone. and Bart just Bart just casually dials up. Hey, hey Mike, how's it going? I've got some guys you want to yeah, talk to. Man, here. That's pretty much what it was. He uh yeah, he uh talked to Mike for a minute and said, you know, you know um we've got the function that we're at today. We're promoting all this stuff and I've I've got some guys here that we've got a great relationship with the local hockey rink and got some guys here promoting their team and all of that, and they would they would like to talk to you. And he throws the phone down and puts it on speaker, and and here there we are talking to Michael Ruzioni. Insane, yeah, that's yeah. that is too awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That is too awesome. Yeah, wow. It was, it well, was, very good. And then after that, you had the you capped the day off by seeing the best of the best, even better than all those three. You and I, we got to go see some games that yeah, later on like, that day. So that was pretty awesome. So explain. I these, was the cherry on top. Yeah, explain these life decisions to me. I go from yeah. hanging out with Olympic greatness Saturday afternoon to hanging out at Arctic Edge, standing next to you huh. Saturday night. Like, you know what? Like explain these life. Like this is stuff you talk to your kids. Like, like this is why you don't do these things, children. These are the some, life decisions. People, <laughs> Andrew, some people are just blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and you happen to be, you know, when you, it's what we were talking about earlier in scheduling. When you want to run with the big dogs, got to, got to be, you want to be a big dog, you got to run with them. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, why didn't so I buy a water card? Bart, Nadia, Mike, and Chris. Yeah. Why did I, why did I not buy a lottery card Saturday night? Well, let me ask you this. Did any of the OU hockey kids that were happened to be there with you? Now, these weren't kids that played later on in the day. These were kids that were healthy scratches. Right. Um, did any of them have any idea who Mike Ruzioni was? They did. They did. They didn't. They weren't quite sure who Bart Connor was, um, <laughs> but they they knew Mike Ruzioni. They. Uh, wow. Yeah. So a couple of them asked me uh, in the afternoon. They're like, "Now, now, who is who is Bart Connor again? Did he play hockey?" So, <laughs> so I had to. Uh, one of the kids kind of had an idea of who he was, and I explained it who he was and who his wife was and what they did. And, and then they, and then it dawned on him and, you know, he took a, he took a few pictures with them in their jerseys and all that. And so, you know, the kids were, the kids were ecstatic about it. And they, the one kid sent it to his mom and I guess his mom freaked out that he got a picture taken with Bart Connor cause she was a huge fan and all of this. And so an all around cool experience. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, we, we joke around and we have a lot of fun. Um, but we, uh, you know, I'm an older fella, 52. You're an older fella, yeah, almost 52. Yeah, almost, almost um, 36. Yeah, uh, but we're hanging around with these college kids, um, and it's not because we want to hang around the college kids. But uh, you know, when you get to hang around college towns, whether it's Norman, Boulder, Tucson, Tempe, um, you know, whatever, you're getting to hang around. I mean, you you get to see some pretty special people. Yes. And uh, Olympic, you know, I know up there in Boulder and Fort Collins, there's uh, Olympic athletes that train all the time. 
um, geez, out in uh, the desert, there are uh, former pro athletes and yeah. college athletes that are out there all the time. I, I mean, heck, you, you look at the Arizona State coaching staff for, uh, you know, their NCAA program before um, before they left uh, uh, the, the, the ACHA and the WCHL to go NCAA. And Alex Sims, who is like the one of the uh, better um, – uh, the, the the top scores in all of the East Coast Hockey League is there. They're there with Sean White and uh, yeah, you know Greg Roberts and uh, you know guys that had a, uh, some games in the in the NHL. And I know it's the same at you know Arkansas, Missouri State. There's lots of you know um, famous athletes that hang around. Yeah, and it's uh, or or famous people, dignitaries, whether it's in their uh, academic world or in the athletic world. It's pretty cool, and that's um. So that's pretty cool. Brush with greatness. Brush with it's a it's a it's a very small world. It is, it is. Yeah, we are we are lucky and fortunate for uh, Bart to uh, invite us along on his little uh, adventure that he had this weekend, and we are very grateful for that. And and he is an absolute fantastic guy, down to earth. Wouldn't wouldn't know that he was a famous uh, athlete and. If you just saw him walking down the street, just an everyday Joe, and we are very grateful for what he did for us this weekend. Did you uh, did did you ask him to hop up on the rings really quick and do the Iron Cross or something? You know, I was wondering, I was wondering if he could still do it. And next time I see him, I may <laughs> ask him if he if he ever gets out there and, and dabbles around with it any at all. You know, he can do it. Yeah, he's still pretty jacked. You know. Yeah, come on. Yeah, he's so. he's still pretty jacked. Hey, well, this this is this is still a this is a, a sport, and it's a sport that we love. It's also a game, though, and um, uh, I don't know how it went at some of the other rinks, but I know at the uh, the the game the couple of games that we were at, some kids got hurt, and um, uh, so a concussion, perhaps a, a, a serious another serious injury, leg injury. Um, it's just um, it it you when when stuff like that happens. Um, it reminds you, or I'm reminded, you know, maybe it's just cause I am getting old, um, <laughs> that, um, you know, it's a game, it's a game and you've only got one head, one brain, and you don't need it to be scrambled for the rest of your life. That's right. And, uh, you don't need to, uh, you know, there's, it, it's, a, it's a game. And as much as you want to beat up on the other side, the other team, and you want to beat them into oblivion and submission, it's still just a game. That's right. And, you know, these kids are going to school to get their degree. And uh, so anyways, um, without naming names or anything, let's just, uh, I hope the best for a couple of kids that we saw that got hurt. And um, I hope they have a full, a speedy and a complete recovery. Yeah. Speedy, good and speedy recovery for those guys, right? Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's, it's a, it's a dangerous game, but it's, it's just a game. The the rest of the, they have. These kids have the rest of their lives ahead of them, and they don't need um, it's a, they don't need any issues from playing games. Games are right. supposed to be fun. That's right. The, uh, it's a fast yeah. game, but a dangerous game at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah. What else do you got there for us, big man? Any any other uh, random thoughts from uh, the world, the great mind of Andrew Majorkirth? Oh, uh, you know, I think you were I think you're talking a little smack to me about my movie that I saw last night, but. But you other, saw some weirdo movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got the yeah. got the last airing of the Bohemian Rhapsody movie in theaters last <laughs> night. Uh, the uh, yeah, 
It was, it, I'm going to, I'm going to call it, it was, it was pretty fantastic. Really? And I, I knew I was in for it when I was sitting there with my wife and we went to the matinee, so we didn't get any popcorn or anything. So we were going to dinner afterwards and sitting there and the little, three little old ladies come trotting in in front of me and, and sit down next to me. And you know, and then the one, she spills her napkins all over me and, and tries to spill her drink on me. So I'm helping her get all of her stuff situated and spills a little bit of popcorn on me and, and I'm just like, good Lord, like, would you get it together over there? And, yeah. and then as, as, as she gets situated, she leans over and, and she asks me, she says, how many times have you guys seen this now? And I was like, <laughs> how many times have I seen that? Like this, I was like, this is our first time. It's, it's, it's still in theaters. Like, what are you talking about? And I, and she, and she said, well, this is my, this is our second time seeing it in theaters. And I knew right then and there that I was in for a good movie. If uh, the little old gray hairs were coming back for round two to see it in theaters, I knew we were in for something good. And it did, and it did not disappoint. Bohemian Rhapsody, the story of Queen. Yep. Yeah. Can you name the, the, the four members of Queen? Brian May, Roger Taylor, Freddie Mercury, and uh, what's the bass? Denny, and I don't know what Denny's last name is, but how about that? It's not that? Denny. Come on, it's not Denny. Yeah, Denny, Daryl. John Deacon. John Deacon, Deacon. yes, Come I knew on. it was a D. Yeah, I knew it was a D. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you went and got to see it. I got to live it, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was no no reason for me to see what uh, what, what what we saw live, so. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, very, very good, very yeah. good. So, were were you impressed? What you know, what impressed you most about the life of Freddie Mercury? Uh, he was very, he was a very strange dude, which I think we all knew that. Yeah, but the uh, the guy could just belt it on the microphone, and uh, he was a he was a showman through and through. Yeah, so I think that is most he, impressive, right? He was he was a showman. I understand, and I haven't seen the movie. Um, I understand the movie ends with their performance at Live Aid. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah for to be the spoiler. Yeah, that it ends at it ends at Live Aid. Yeah. Um. Uh. Have, here here's my here's my spoiler. I watched Live Aid live. Yeah, I was gonna um, say you, you probably did, right? Yeah, I was. I mean, it was the event of eighty you know, or one of the events. Of, I forget when it was nineteen eighty six or something. Yeah, like eighty five, eighty three. Yeah. It, um, it was insane. And Queen, Queen was already at the top of the, uh, um, at the top of the music business. You know, they had put out their gigantic killer album, uh, the game. I think that came out in 1980. They came here to Oklahoma city. I remember they played two, maybe even three nights at the incomparable myriad oh. sold the place out. And that, you know, that album is just a killer with dragon attack and crazy little thing called love. And, you know, another one bites the dust. I mean, it's just nonstop yeah. rock and roll right there. Yes, good, good stuff. But uh, when Live Aid came out, and uh, when when that they showed that thing live, and it was broadcast on MTV when MTV actually showed music, mm-hmm. and uh, but it was also broadcast, I believe, on NBC and one other channel uh, simulcast. So you can flip around if you didn't have cable TV, you could actually watch it in. You know, all the all that it was a concert that was uh, based in London and Philadelphia, and the London, the London had a bunch of 
just weird acts, the Boomtown Rats. I mean, you know, folks that were big at the time, Paul Young. Yeah. But, you know, they weren't American things. For America, we had, what, the Rolling Stones and Tina Turner over here, and we had Holland Oats, and we had some, geez, I think the Scorpions were over here, even though they're German. Um, uh, but, boy, when Queen came out there, for their 15 minutes, they just took over the stage, and they killed it. And they killed it. Everybody around the world, their jaws just dropped. So, uh, yeah, I can save everybody uh, five dollars from going to see Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) Just look up the Queen Live Aid performance on YouTube, and it's 20 minutes, it's well worth your time. And you'll see uh, what one hell of a band, yeah, looks like and how they control. They controlled, you know, when they started playing Radio Gaga, which is a very underrated song off off of a off of a not very good album, but an underrated album called the works. Um, when they played that song and the whole crowd just started clapping in unison with them, that was the power. Uh, well, that, that just showed me as a dumb impressionable teenage boy, uh, about the, uh, uh, the, the power of rock and roll. Yes. Yes. One guy commanding a hundred thousand people all at once. Yes. He, he interacted with the crowd like no other, right? Yeah, well, he, that probably got him where he was too. So he's, yeah. he's, he's a little weirdo. He, he interacted weird. with the crowd in more ways than one. That's right. And he was a little weird. So, not that but, there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. uh, the guy could definitely I, uh, sing. He was a hell of a showman and that were, they were a hell of a band. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, watching that, it just kind of puts a little perspective into today's music a little bit, I think. Right. They, how so? Uh, I think those guys knew what they were doing and knew how to do it. And they did it the right way. There's a few you mean bands like they out could there. actually play instruments? They could actually play instruments and all that and like actually had something that you could want to listen to, right? Yep. And there I'm you know, I may be getting old, so I'm gonna say there's probably about ninety percent of the stuff out nowadays that who wants to listen to? You know, just <laughs> junk. <laughs> just just junk. There's there's a few bands still doing it right. Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead and yell it. Just tell people, get off my lawn. That's right. Get off my You're lawn. You're an old man Turn now. Off. Yeah, turn that music down. <laughs> <laughs> you whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those guys knew how to do it. And, and yeah, they were awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I thought about going to see Queen with, uh, now they're touring with Adam Lambert. Yeah. I don't know how that would be. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen, I've seen clips here and there, but their prices, boy, they're getting, um, their name is Queen with Adam Lambert, but they're getting kingly pro or princely prices. Holy really? smokes, Almighty! I could, I can only imagine. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Maybe if Freddie comes back, I'll pay a couple hundred bucks to see it. But yeah, I'm kind of at the point. Yeah, no, but who yeah. wants to watch well, great music? But you know, they're past their prime. They're yep. they're in their yep. 60s and 70s. I don't want to. I don't want to go see a bunch of geriatrics. <laughs> we we can do that ourselves. We can't. They probably have to take a 20 minute rock break. <laughs> inside, be base, inside baseball there for people not. Yeah. Inside baseball is right. <laughs> hey, no laughing. No laughing. No laughing. Yeah, I get back to seriousness there. There we go. All right. Hey, we appreciate everybody uh, putting up with us as we uh, just yak away and talk about dumb things and great music. Um, we appreciate uh, uh, everyone being so kind and telling us that they listen to us, all 11 of you. Um, I, we might've lost a listener or two up there in Edmond. I think we got told to, uh, F off many, 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 many times. That's all right. Um, so we might've lost a listener or two because I don't think they appreciated our podcast. 
That's okay. But uh, hey, we'll get over it. We're an acquired taste. There you go. And uh, so uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors uh, that uh, we we like to sit here and talk WCHL hockey. We're three, four weeks away from the Nationals going on down in Frisco, Texas. I'm excited. We're going to get down there pretty quick and uh, put on a good show for the ACHA and um, and for men's division one specifically. I'm excited. And uh, yeah, you're going to come on down. I'm, I'm going to try my, I'm going to try my hardest to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. I hope you know somebody you might have to I'm. bring, you might have to break out that Mike Arruzzioni connection to get yourself in there. I might... That's right. That's right. Jeez. So, they, all right. Uh, well, hey, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. And, Andrew, go ahead and say the magic words. Let's get out of here for the time being, and we'll come back next week and jibber-jabber some more. There you go. Well, everybody have a good week. Everybody have a safe week, and we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs>